0: Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon.
1: Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast and the Advisor Inner Circle Podcast. This is another special joint episode. Uh, This is Steve Gordon. I'm here with my co host on the Advisor Inner Circle Podcast, John H. Curry. Mr. Curry, good to see you. Good
0: to see you, Steve.
1: Well, um, John, we're still working our way through the inevitable growth scorecard. Uh, We've kind of Taking each mindset down one at a time. We've talked about who is your who. We've talked about the target 100 advantage. We've talked about clear value, ideas that sell. And then I know while you were traveling, I did a, uh, a single episode on collaboration advantage. And that brings us to mindset number six, which is infinite opportunity. I think this is a really good time for us to be talking about it because we're recording this in the midst of what seems to be a, a global shutting in as we all go shelter in place for the coronavirus. But I think it's more important that we talk about this than ever. I don't know what you think, John. Well,
0: I've been looking forward to this because I think with there's opportunity around us um, yesterday, I stayed home. Well, I've been home quite a bit late, lately because of, uh, I flew out to Phoenix for a conference and got the flu out there came back, had a couple of interviews uh, two days in a row last week, and then I decided just to stay out because of the coughing. But I've been watching some television, and yesterday I watched more television in one day than I've watched in the past two or three months. And I did it to see what the talking heads were saying about the financial markets and this uh, virus. And what came out loud and clear, Steve, is, yes, there is some uh, there's some chaos, disorder But there are also some companies making money. Uh, You you and I are looking at each other over Zoom right now. Uh, Zoom stock is up. um, And the CEO is talking about the opportunities that they have. Don't know how long it's going to last, of course. But, you know, for a while, people are going to be staying at home working. And they'll be doing what we're doing. You know, you're, you're what, about 15 miles away from it. So we're sitting here looking at each other. And I've done this with clients who are two miles away instead of coming in the office. There's a lot of opportunity, but I think that anyone who owns a business or if you're a financial advisor, whether you own that firm or you're an advisor in a firm, same thing applies. Uh, you got infinite opportunity, and what I'd like to do is you're covering your mindsets, jump in a little bit about how that applies in light of what we're dealing with now. And first, let me just say, so people will know my background, I've been dealing with these things since 1975. In a podcast we did earlier, we talked about all of the financial ups and downs in the 70s, 80s, 90s, the 2000s now. I mean, so this is not my first rodeo, and I have literally helped thousands of people over the years deal with this, both advisors, business owners, uh, outside of the financial arena, and clients, of course. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about these uh, infinite opportunities because... I'm 67. I'm I'm not dead. I'm still busy, and we've already agreed that I don't want to retire and sit around watching those talking heads all day. So I would say let's start with the the, the first three there and uh, under these mindsets and educate us, my friend.
1: Well, yeah, happy to. And and John, really, where this came from was the realization that I I see a lot of business owners running around and you know when I'm talking to a business owner before they become a client, I usually ask them how many clients they're looking to add over the next year, what would make what number would make them really, really happy? And what I see most often, John, is that that number is not a big number. You know it's often you know for some, it's four or five. I was on a, a call with a potential client just yesterday and he was looking to add five clients over the next year you know, they're big clients, but if you got five clients, that would totally change his world. Uh, another uh, sales call I was on yesterday, the the gentleman needed 15 clients over the next year, not a big number. And I find that for the vast majority of businesses, the numbers are like that. It's a dozen or a few dozen, you know, maybe 50 at the outset. Now that's not every business. And I know. A lot of times advisors need to see more than that, depending on the size case that they're they're dealing with. But most of the time, you don't need to see 10,000 or even 1,000 or 500. When you begin to think of it like that, if you're looking for that small but highly valuable group of clients and there's 7.5 or more billion people on the planet and you need 15, and heck, if you're just in a reasonable sized town, we're not in a big city here, John, but you have infinite opportunity, even though you've, you've really niched down your market to people in the Florida retirement system and further focused on university professors. And I know that's not everybody that you work in, but, but that's a big focus of yours. But even with that, you'll never serve all of those people that are in this market. It would be impossible. Right. So if it's impossible to serve them all, in other words, they're more than you could ever get to, you might as well look at it as if you have infinite opportunity. Because for all practical purposes, you do. So that's where this came from.
0: So let me clarify. Let me clarify. So what you're saying with this is that the universe of what's available to the average business person is so much greater than they have the time energy or resources to even tackle anyway. So instead of trying to be all things to all people, zoom in and really serve the ones that you really want to serve that will get you where you want to go. That's what I got loud and clear from that.
1: Yes, and flip your mindset. Don't look at at your market as one of scarcity, even in the times that we're in right now. You've got to look at it as if there are more people out there than you can serve. And there will be even as things change. Now you're going to have to get creative. The opportunity is going to shift and move. Um, You're going to have to get creative in figuring out where it went to. You're going to have to get creative about how you add value in new and different ways, but there is still infinite opportunity. You just, you just need to know that it might not be where you looked for it before. So, with that as kind of a backdrop, let's let's go through these mindsets. And, and because you, you've been...
0: One more thing. You, something you mentioned earlier today, you and I were talking, I think we help people on this call. You made a comment about the opportunity is not going away, it simply moved. expand mm-hmm. on that for a minute before you jump into these.
1: Yeah, I, I believe that. The opportunity doesn't... I, I think when we go through these times, the opportunity doesn't disappear completely. It really just gets up and moves. I like to think of it as like a a giant you know and it's a giant and we're sitting on the giant's lap and the giant decides to get up and move and we all fall off and that creates some chaos for a while and it it, it turns things upside down for a bit but all we got to do is figure out where all that giant opportunity went and sat down again and get back to where we were uh, often when all of this happens wherever the opportunity moves to is a better place than we were in anyway that there's there's more abundance coming out of it now does that You know, does that mean people aren't going to suffer through this? No, I'm not approaching this from you know the perspective of being kind of Pollyanna-ish about it, but you know, certainly things are going to be turned upside down. People's lives are are going to be different. There's going to be some suffering through this, but you can't control an awful lot of that. You know, there's a lot happening in the world right now that try as you might, you have no impact on it whatsoever. All you can do is wake up in the morning. And use the number one resource you have, which is your ability to think creatively and figure out what you can do today that is going to move you forward. It's going to make things better. It's going to create value somewhere, uh, both for you and for others. And and that's the only way forward in this. So um, no sense in worrying about where it's moved to or or what's happening around you you got to deal with obviously the the realities of the situation there's going to be some messes created in some people's lives maybe in your life you got to deal with that but you can't only deal with that you have to also get out and find that new opportunity and get creative about it so
0: thanks for sharing that because i thought that was very impactful when you and i were talking earlier this morning because it is true, opportunity is all around us. We just have to go find it. And sometimes it looks a little bit different. Maybe it's wearing a different type of uh, clothes today, right?
1: <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, people still need things, um, and the things that they need change over time. Sometimes it happens slowly and, and a little more predictably. And right now, it's happening very unpredictably and very rapidly. So let's, let's talk about these mindsets. So there's four mindsets on the scorecard. And if you if you haven't gotten the scorecard, it's, it's worth your time going, uh, I think now more than ever, going and kind of checking and seeing where your head's at right now. So if you go to the growthscore.com, the growthscore.com, you can uh, go through the scorecard, get your score. It will identify for you the areas where um, you feel like maybe you need to improve and it'll identify the areas where you feel like you're doing really well and that'll help you focus on uh, on the right places to to improve upon. And so under infinite opportunity, the, the first mindset is uh, that you often lose clients to competitors and you have to match or beat competitors pricing to win the business. And I hear that from business owners, John, that they, they feel that pressure, you know, they often will say, you know our business is commoditized, and so everybody's just concerned with the lowest price. and I believe that that's a choice um, but if you're in that situation, I, I empathize with you I, it's it's challenging to get out of that, particularly when you look around and and everyone in your industry is doing the exact same thing you are the same way that you are. sometimes it's hard to imagine how you can differentiate and and add more value, and we can talk about how to approach that. But, uh, but that's really where it comes from. Is people are feeling that pressure, John? That that uh, price is the only thing that matters, and and uh, that is never the case in any kind of market.
0: Well, I agree with you, and I, I think in my world especially, I see people that are fearful of uh, charging fees. You know, they they're doing all the work, hoping that they get paid via a product sale with a commission or a binder see however how they're compensated. And I struggled with that back in 1973 when I decided to you know, create the secure retirement method and charge fees for it. I struggled with it. I did it for a while, and then because of compliance, I've quit doing it. And then later I decided, you know, I'm going to charge fees. Just work through it and do whatever I had to do in, in my world of compliance. But I want to share something that happened just uh, uh, three, four weeks ago. I asked a guy to do something for me, business owner locally. The first words out of his mouth were, oh, I'll give you 25% discount because of the club we're in. I said, do you always do that? He says, what? I said, offer that discount. He said, not always. I said, why do you feel like you need to do it now? And he was baffled. He said, what, what do you, what's your point? I said, if you keep doing that, one of two things will happen. Either you go out of business, or you're going to lose some people because they're thinking, okay, he was already overpriced anyway. Why is he so quick to lower the price? He said, you got time for a cup of coffee? I said, I do. So we sat down and had a cup of coffee and talked about it. And he said, I shouldn't be doing those discounts. I said, I don't think you should do that. I said, if you need to discount it every time, ask yourself why. And it's right back into what you're saying. He felt the need. He felt like that he needed to quote, offer me a discount right up front. I never asked for a discount. I'd be, I was going to pay him whatever he said the service was worth because I trusted him and his ability. And that is right in sync with what you just shared right there. Because other people in his business are doing discounting. He felt like he had to. Is that what you're getting at?
1: Well, it is. and, And I think it's the, the mindset is, is that you feel that that's required. And, you know, for business owners who are there, they're often stuck. And, you know, I I don't want you to be stuck if that's what you're feeling. And frankly, there are going to be people feeling that more and more over the, the coming months as we work through whatever situation we have with the economy, you're going to get a lot of pressure to do that. And the response has got to be, how do I get creative and add so much more value to this customer that they don't want a discount that they're willing to, to pay more for what I'm offering because it's worth more to them. And, and you'd be surprised at, at the ways that you can come up with that ha- may not be exactly in line with, with what you do. It may be some ancillary thing, but when paired with what you do, all of a sudden creates a great deal of value for your ideal clients. And the way that you find that out is you just have conversations with them. Now, they might not be able to tell you, Specifically what it is, but if you engage them in conversation and listen, then you can often find out what they're worried about, where they see threats around them, where they see opportunities, where they can really kind of you know you you get inside their head a bit john and and I think uh, now more than ever that's the thing to do so one of the the big things we've been advising our clients to do is to really lean into your relationships right now because the information that they're giving you about what they need next is the, the fuel you need for that creativity. You're going to figure out where to add the value.
0: I agree with you totally. And I think that uh, I am just making myself a note here. There's some, a couple of key points that I got out of this is keep in mind that opportunity is around you, but you won't know what it is if you don't ask questions and then pay attention and listen And you might find that what is on the client's mind today is much bigger opportunity than what you thought you wanted to present. I mean, I know I've been guilty of walking into an appointment with one thing on my mind and something was said or done that made me realize, whoops, you need to abandon what you wanted to talk about and talk about what they want to talk about. And if you've been in sales or business of any kind, you've experienced that. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. 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 Well, let's move into the the second of the four mindsets, John. Um, and and the second mindset uh, under infinite opportunity is that you sense that there are a lot of people who need the results that you deliver, but you aren't sure how to reach them or what to say. And I I see a lot of folks who know that they've got a great service, but they get confused about how to reach the right people in fact i was talking with a woman yesterday about this very problem she's got a great service she's got great results she's just having a heck of a time trying to to reach the right people and so we were brainstorming you know some some ways that she could do that and you know it can really frustrate people you know because they know they're doing good work they they work with their clients their clients love them you know the clients they have and and they just can't figure out how to kind of break the bonds of gravity And get out to a a bigger market.
0: Yep. Well, I think if you're in a business of any kind, you you have that sense every now and then because you're like, hey, I'm good at what I do. I know I will provide great service. I'm honest. I'm ethical. I want to take care of my clients and I want more like them. But if you don't know where to go, it, it can be overwhelming and you get kind of paralyzed. You know, of course, if we're doing a good job of asking for and getting introductions, referrals to other people, that will help. But you can't rely just on that. You've got to find a way to create a demand, if you will, for your market. And that's what you've done so well over the years in coaching your clients, including me. Full disclosure, I'm a client of Steve's. And, you know, you have to have multiple paths to get there. But it does take some thinking and it takes some getting off your butt and taking action, too.
1: Well, you know, there are a couple of places that I see people get stuck when they're in this mindset. They, you know, they've got some good things happening but um, they get stuck on messaging and so they they struggle with how do I describe what I do in a way that is going to be attractive to people and um, and oftentimes the the messaging that they have ends up being too focused on on the business and not focused on the result and on the, the particularly the result the client wants uh, and and that can trip them up and, uh, and the other place that they tend to get tripped up is they aren't focused on, on an ideal client. So we talked about that back in mindset number one, who is your who? And if you don't get it squared away at that stage, it trickles down into this idea of infinite opportunity because you end up looking at the world, John, from, from a position of scarcity. In other words, you see all of these people, but you don't know who's right for you. You don't know where the prospects are. And so there might as well not be any. They're invisible to you. When you get real clear on who your who is, now you can begin to look at where the pockets of those people exist in the world. You know, and you can quickly see, well, there's more of them than I can get to, and I can see clearly how to get to them.
0: I think it's bigger than that I think it's you know you know I've been studying a lot about conscious mind and subconscious mind I once went I believe once you have clarity all of a sudden people will be visible that were already there in your world but you didn't see them and the, the, the analogy I'll use is you just thinking about buying a certain car all of a sudden you see every one of them that's on the interstate 80 miles an hour you still see the car why because your subconscious is pointing it out to you. So once you get a clear picture of what it is you want, and now you've got the conscious mind and the subconscious mind working together, all of a sudden, poof, they come out of nowhere. Now you're thinking, wow, how did they find me? Well, because you sent the message out there somehow, some way, and you know they were looking for that message, and voila, there you are. But if you can find a way to harness that and understand these mindsets and start thinking differently. Next thing you know, you're attracting people to you. But again, it takes action. You can't just sit there and say, okay, I'm looking for, I'm wishing, I'm attracting my ideal client. Sit there and do nothing. Maybe you yeah. gotta send out a postcard or an email or make a
1: phone call, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well I tell you, um you said that perfectly. In fact that's the experience that our clients have. We take them through the, you know, what we call the ideal client focus process. And it, it is, it's like taking blinders off. It's amazing because they'll, they'll all of a sudden say, Oh yeah, now I know who I'm going after here. There's a a group over there that I can connect with. There's somebody over here. That's an influencer that has the audience of the people that I need. The roadmap sort of reveals itself. And the, as you get clarity, particularly at this time right now, as things are are moving, you're going to see that there are opportunities for you to serve people in new and different ways. If you can get clear on who they are, you're going to begin to see how you can connect with them and how you can get in front of them. So let's jump ahead to mindset three, John. Uh, mindset three is that you've built up your clientele in the early years of your business. And now you're able to focus on servicing your existing clients and reaping the rewards. And, you know, there are a lot of folks in mature businesses, um, who have, you know, they, they busted their tails early on. They built a book of business and now they're just sort of, uh, milking the cash cow, so to speak. And, uh, nothing wrong with that at all. What I find with folks like this is they're not usually in, in a growth mode, you know, and, uh, and that's fine. Everybody gets to make that choice, you know, but, uh, I do think it limits often their opportunity. They tend to see that there's more competition around than um, than folks in the fourth mindset that we're going to get to in a moment. But um, and and I think that 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 can be something that leads to some really scary thinking at times. I mean, if you have sort of your herd and you're trying to protect that and you're not working on growing it very much, when you begin to lose a little bit there, it can become very scary.
0: Let's talk about me for a minute in the sense of what I went through. I went through a period of where, you know, I discussed it at breakfast one time, probably three, four years ago, where my mindset was kind of like leveling off. I wasn't ready to retire, but I didn't want to be working, you know, 10, 12-hour days like I did in the past. But for me, the answer was not to stop doing what I was doing, don't get complacent, keep growing, but, but also revamp my time where, uh, instead of working you know, five days a week, maybe I only saw clients three days a week. And for me, it gave me time to go pursue things I wanted to do so I wouldn't be as bored or burned out. Uh, that became a big issue after my heart surgery in 2008, as you know. I, I really changed how I did business then. But I think part of it is, uh, I think anyone in business, you reach a point of, wow, okay, I'm there. I finally built this thing where I don't have to bust my butt as much. And that's a critical point because if we're not careful, we, we get lax. Next thing you know, everything's leveled out on us and it takes a while to get that motor
1: running again. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very difficult to get it started again. You know, you, you lose the habits that you need uh, to, to make growth happen. Uh, you lose the relationships that you need that that really can drive growth for you. And, you know, technology and, and strategies change and you get unplugged with whatever is working at the time. Um, and so it can be a, a real challenge to get it going again.
0: Well, one thing that's helped me with that is surround myself with younger people who push me and challenge me on the technology side and the technique side and the operational side. So that it, there's a, there's this little bit of push and pull between us of where I'm pushing them on some things or pushing me and pulling me. I found that that's good too. So, so, so have you experienced that in dealing with your clients So maybe they got to shake things up and surround themselves with different people?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, most of the time with our clients, we end up not working with people who have this mindset. And it's been really interesting. You know, we, our clients tend to fall into one of two categories. They tend to fall somewhere in, uh, in mindset number two. You know, they might score themselves right now as a, a four or five or, or six. On infinite opportunity, or they fall into into the fourth mindset, which we're going to cover here in a second, where they might score themselves as a ten or eleven or twelve, and and I think that's just because the the folks that are that are in in this third mindset, where they might score themselves as a seven, eight, or nine, on infinite opportunity, are at a place where they're not really looking to grow, and um, and so often they're just not a fit, and and that's okay. but again, the, the, these are the the sort of different ways of thinking that we've observed in business owners.
0: I've got a question for you. Since you talk to a lot of business owners, if they're not intending to grow, what are they thinking? Because you certainly can't stop it and just keep it level. Because by definition, if you stop, it will start going down. You'll lose customers, you'll lose clients, patients, whatever your profession is. So what are they thinking?
1: Well, I, I've, I've yet to find somebody who would admit that they're not interested in taking on new clients. But I have talked to a number of, of businesses, more than you might imagine, who they're at a certain point and they are content where they are, or maybe complacent where they are, and they aren't willing to do the things required to continue to grow. And so they, they usually have a small number of existing relationships with kind of allied professionals, and maybe they're cross-referring back and forth a little bit, and they're getting some very mild growth, but um, but they're not growing aggressively, and uh, and their focus isn't growth. Their focus is mostly on on uh, serving their existing book of business and and kind of reaping the rewards of the the work that they put in earlier in their career. I want both.
0: I want to take care of existing clients and have those rewards, but I want introductions to new people and do my marketing where more people come in the door, but they are the people that we choose to work with. Is that where you're headed with the mindset number four?
1: Well, um, that's part of it for sure. That's part of it. And, and, you know, it's so it's interesting because a lot of the, the folks that kind of get to that point where they just want to milk the cash cow, they're, you know, they're, at the stage of their career where they've been doing it for a while, you know they're probably somewhere in the ballpark of, of your age, in their sixties, and and uh, they may be feeling like, well, if I can just hold on to this until the end, I'll be okay. And it's been really interesting to watch you in contrast to that, because as I watch you, you're you're having record-breaking years. It's not like you're coasting. You're setting new records for performance and production in your business. Every year, which is, uh, you know, to me, as I not only watch you do that, you're doing it while you work probably fewer hours than you used to work. So you're not only setting records in how much you make, you're working less. And so it's just been really interesting to watch that. And that, to me, is, at least for me, that's the way to approach it. So uh, I think you're doing it well.
0: Well, thank you. And I appreciate those kind words, but uh, but also, well, have to give credit where credit is due. You've helped me with that in a lot of ways. Uh, one of those was convincing me to do the podcast.
1: So, John, let's let's move on to the, the fourth mindset. And uh, the fourth mindset is that you recognize that there are more potential clients than you could ever serve and that you have a system to continually replenish your list of new prospects. And this actually came out of a conversation you and I had on the way to a, uh, a workshop um, I guess about three or four months ago. And you were describing to me the, the list of prospects that you're able to get, you know, in your market that, that you can go and purchase. And that uh, it was, I think you used the word replenish. I think you called it a self replenishing list. And I thought, that's brilliant. I got to create one of those. And, and then I started thinking about, well, we have it in a certain way. And, um, and then I thought, well, when you pair it up with this idea of infinite opportunity that there's more uh there are more prospects than you could ever handle, then all you need is a system to go create that list, put a, uh, you know put a hundred people on it, and then, as you work through those people, put another twenty or thirty or a hundred and keep working through it and it 'll never end and How powerful is that
0: it 's very powerful and it 's also energizing in the sense that you realize, okay, once I know who I want, if I can identify clearly and go back to who is your who, if I can clearly identify who I want to work with, who I want to serve, then I can find a way to identify those people on an ongoing self-replenishing basis, then the rest is up to me. Now, they may choose not to work with me, you know, and some will, because they have other relationships, but it's my job to make sure they know that who I am, that I'm available. And if they gravitate to me, great. If they don't, then they don't. And this is an opportunity to talk about what I use in marketing as my model. I pretend that any given time, 40% of the people love me, 40% don't love me at all. And 20% don't know if they love me or not. So I'm going to spend my time with the ones that love me. And the ones that are not sure the ones who hate me or think they hate me because they can't hate me i'm a nice guy once you get to know me yeah so i just take the mindset that i'm gonna spend time on the ones that like me trust me and then the ones not sure go after them and i don't know how that's that fits in with your mindset thinking here but it works for me but i, t- I will tell you folks i remember that conversation clearly because as Steve and I were talking about it. You, his eyes got real big. He goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Back up! Let's talk about this." And I think that's what we talked about most of the time on the way to Atlanta. Because I don't think we'd gotten more than thirty minutes out of town when we started on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and 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 you're right. It was what we talked about most of the way there. And I, for me, it was just it brought the instant clarity to a number of things that that we were doing anyway. Um, and so l- let's talk about how. You know how we kind of go about creating that infinite opportunity because it's one thing to talk about it as as an abstract concept, um, and particularly with whatever you know with everything that's going on in the world right now and all the the, the you know the potential challenges we might see over the coming weeks and months. I, I think it's important for people to have some ideas about how you go about creating that. You know, because it's nice to have the idea, but you know, if you can't make it real, what's the point? And so when you begin to really look around, John, the the easiest way to create infinite opportunity is to look at your relationships. If you're building relationships and creating a network strategically where the people that are coming into your network have a network of their own or an audience of their own that consists of the type of people you want to do business with, that's a shortcut for you. And I would imagine you could look around and connect with an endless number of people who have those networks and those audiences. Now you need a way to connect with them. And that's one of the things that I talk about in um, my new book, podcast prospecting is how to use a podcast as the way to make those connections and start those relationships and then show up with something valuable for that person's network so that they're excited to share you. And so that it's easy to share you. But um, but that's the first and easiest way. It doesn't require a lot of money. It just requires some resourcefulness and some time um, and some energy to put into it. And uh, and so, I mean, to me, John, that's the first way to do it. And I'm happy to, to touch on some others, but I want to pause for a second, give you an opportunity to share your thoughts.
0: I just think you're correct. And one of the things that happened when I started doing the podcast is not only do you have the person in front of you that you're interviewing because most of them are face-to-face. Some of them are over the telephone, but I'm giving them the opportunity to share their story. And at first they're reluctant. Nah, nobody wants to hear what I've been through. But yes, they do because you can bring a lot of value. So you have that going on. And then when they share that with their friends, in contacts next thing you know your your field of influence if you will has increased with no additional effort and i think that's that's important And you talked about the, the you know, podcast prospecting is it's helped us and you know sometimes i'll look at it and i go well you know is it bringing a lot of direct business and sometimes the podcast doesn't other times there are some direct business but what's happening is from the the cumulative impact of it is big is huge because what's happening is people recognize my name. They recognize what we're doing. I'll hear people say things like, man, I love your podcast. Which one? Well, I've been listening to all of them. Or I have somebody, they'll single one or two out specifically that they enjoy. But well, when they do that, that's even better because now you know they've gone in and listened to them and they start telling you stories. So that just deepens the relationship, which, which is what you just focus on. How do you? how do you find a way to connect at a level that's different than what the average financial advisor or business owner is doing hmm. and the best way to do that is bring bring people to the table that are sharing stories about their lives and how how your influence helped them you know
1: yeah and you know it, it's interesting I, I see a lot of people get confused when i talk about podcasts and they think that it's a lead generation Tool and it is indirectly by itself. The podcast usually isn't going to drive a lot of new leads, but it is a fantastic conversion tool for all the reasons that you just talked about, John. Uh, that people listen to it, they feel like they know you after they've listened for a little while. And if you think about it, if you've listened to podcasts, you're listening to this one. You probably feel like you've you that you know John and I. Uh, that you you know have a little bit of a relationship with us, even though we've never met. And, um, and that's the power of, of the medium. Um, it gives you the ability to create those kind of connections and create them at, at a scale that would be otherwise impossible. The way that you generate leads through it is you build relationships with people that have within their network, the types of, of prospects you want to connect with. And then you come back with something of value to, to give to those people. And so, um, you know, we talk about this in the book you know, come back with, with a great short book that you've written that outlines a solution to people with a particular problem. Come back with um, a, a really valuable presentation that this, uh, this new relationship, this new partner of yours can confidently go out to their network and say, here's something that's really valuable and I want to share it with you. Um, we're all wired to, to share those sorts of things. And so that, that's why, John, I think the first place to turn to to create that infinite opportunity is look to relationships because those don't change over time. I mean, this, this approach has worked pre-podcast. It'll work after podcasts are not the, the thing. Um, and why will it work? Because it's based on fundamental human behavior. We all want to find valuable resources and meet people that can help us. And, uh, and so, um, so you, you plug into that, but you don't necessarily stop there. You know, so you talked a minute ago about postcards, and one of the other ways that that you're creating a system to create that self-replenishing list is you're mailing postcards into your market, and you're doing it consistently, and you're sending emails to your market, and you're doing that consistently, so that um, so that as people are ready, you don't care who's ready when, but you're communicating often enough and with enough people to have those opportunities surface at a high enough number that it keeps your business growing.
0: Right. And it goes back to something you said earlier. We don't need that many people either. You know, the truth is we're probably sending out more stuff than we need to, but I look at it this way. That it's just a little billboard running through the postal system. If you know, People pick it up, and they, if they throw it away, they still got to touch it.
1: You're having pretty good results right now. So whatever you're doing, keep doing it.
0: Well, actually, I I was telling April just yesterday that that we need to, I think, increase our efforts. Because now more people are sitting at home. they got time to read more stuff. So maybe it's time to redouble our efforts and get more stuff out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think so.
0: Hey, do this before we wrap up there. I want you to do this. I want you to go a little bit deeper from the standpoint when you say you have a system to continuously replenish your list of new prospects, what are some of the other things that people listening to this could be doing to constantly think about, okay, I've got these lists of people. I want more just like them. What else? You, You talked about the podcast, getting referrals.
1: There, there are a lot of ways you can do that. So we've talked about using relationships and the podcast is a great tool to facilitate that. You know, the, the reason I wanted to touch on, on, the, on your postcards is it's a form of advertising. And so you can certainly use advertising um, if you've got an offer that, that you've proven and know that it's something that people are interested in. You can certainly use advertising to do that. We just recommend that you start with relationships because it's easier to, to find success with that, particularly if you're just starting out. But advertising is a great way to do that you can do it with research and so for uh, many of our clients and for ourselves we have researchers on our team that take you know an ideal client profile and they will go find the the names and the contact information of people who meet that profile and we put them onto our target 100 list we talked um, a few episodes ago john about the target 100 advantage and um, and then we'll reach out to them. And that's a you know, that's an exercise that we have them doing all the time. So every month I have new people and that list is actually far more than 100 now. And so, you know, as as new people come onto to that, it just further for me reinforces the fact that out in front of our business is infinite opportunity because I can always find somebody new to talk to about the value that we might bring. And, uh, and so those are some of the ways that it can be done. The key is that you create one way for yourself to start with. So we didn't have all of those, you know, we started with relationships and we started with those relationships and a way to offer value to their network. Well, that got us access to their, their networks. And I could, you know, originally I was doing presentations, so I could do two, three, four presentations a month to different networks of, uh, you know, that were associated with people that I knew. And that started to to build out our, our list and grow our list of people that were, you know, likely to be ideal clients of ours. Um, then we began and added, you know, began to add some of these other methods. So you don't have to do it all at once. The key is to have one way that you can continually replenish your list of, of opportunities with.
0: Totally agree. In fact, I think if you try to do too much, you will get uh, paralyzed because of
1: indecision. Absolutely. Well, John, um, let's bring this one to a close. Thank you for uh, investing some time with me today and uh, and sharing these ideas. Any final thoughts or ideas you want to share? Just
0: one, and that is that we're living in some uncertain times right now. Don't panic. Uh, Just take some time and get prepared. I'm telling people, uh, be prepared, not scared, just, just hunker down for a minute and go <sighs> big old deep breath and reassess where you are, where you want to go. And, uh, I'd recommend that if you've not done it yet, that, um, that you get, uh, the gross, go to a uh, gross and get the scorecard and read it and study it. And, um, I'm biased, Steve. So I, I think that everybody that hears this ought to be talking with you and learning and growing, but, um, I've enjoyed the time with you always do. And, You and I have said this a dozen times. uh, If no one ever listened to this, we love it. I'm looking at you on the screen, big old smile. We're laughing, having a good time. I feel energized and
1: um, it's just good to be with you, my friend. Absolutely. All right. I will see you soon. All right. Be good this episode of the unstoppable ceo podcast is sponsored by the unstoppable agency that is the agency part of our business where we work with professional service firms and create a done for you marketing program and what that looks like is we actually sit down with you we come together and define your ideal client with you. We go build a list of those people, and then we begin reaching out to them on your behalf to book them as guests on your podcast. We call it podcast prospecting. And it's a fantastic way to connect with potential clients and influencers that can refer you. And it's end-to-end, a done-for-you system. And so if that's something that you think might be the right fit for your business, go to our website, go to unstoppableceo.net. You can uh, find there on the homepage a link to a video presentation that explains how it all works. And if you'd like, let's get together and have a quick 20-minute conversation and see if we're a fit. Again, that's at unstoppableceo.net right on the homepage. Look for a link to the video that explains how it all works.